A new report shows that last year, hackers breached over 1 billion accounts. As if that wasn't enough, they also fucked over the American people. The Trump Report starts now! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Oh, I know, why do you gotta dip into the blue ink? I know, right away I go with the filthy language, but, uh... I'm impressed! Well, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do it, you know... By the way, I forgot to comment, last week you actually laughed at my joke, and uh, I don't know that that happens that often. Welcome <laughs> to the Trump Report! I'm Christian Blatt, at Christian DMZ. For those watching on YouTube, to my left, your right, Chelsea Galicia, at Chelsea Galicia. And as always, Scott Moore at S-Man 80. And uh, don't forget that our own personal Twitter for the show is at, at Trump Report ABTV. I just emphasize the at. And we've been begging for followers for Trump Report ABTV. And we got to our 100th. Uh, if you have a moment in the booth, we'll uh, show it at some point. <laughs> if we don't have it this second, it's fine. We got to our 100th follower. Yep. And as of right now, we're at 109. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good clean living. Uh, anyway, so we hear there, uh, we heard Guns N' Roses Civil War, and it's it's probably not the main thing to talk about, but uh, the Civil War will come up in the course of our conversation this evening. Uh, at the top <laughs> of the show, in addition to my filthy language, I did uh, sort of reference some hackers, and this isn't exactly, you know, top news of the day, but it kind of ties into everything. Uh, this actually ties into the fact that my wife works for Orange is the New Black and hackers. Wait, what? Yeah, we have never know, had this right? conversation. Uh, no, you do the after show for that, or you have yes, in the past. Yes, yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, she uh, she works there, what? and we were we got a random text message that was like asking her something, and you know, and it mentioned the fact that she was a writer's assistant, and we're just like, well, that's weird, and we we uh, blocked their caller ID and we called the number. Turns out it's not a real number; it's some like weird computer text program. And then the news comes out this week that uh, they were basically holding Netflix hostage, saying, we're going to release the episodes on the internet Mm -hmm. if you don't give us money. Wow. So this tells me a little something, that hackers are not very smart, because that's a show for Netflix, that when it gets released, it all goes out on the internet at the same time. They're holding it hostage about two months ahead of time, not even two full months. Mm -hmm. It's really about six weeks at this point. So that's some bad hacking that's also some bad extortion. That's some bad ransoming. Um, but they even got your wife's number? Well, they, all they all you need is a crew list of everybody who works on the show. It's actually, you know, they probably just got one file. So, and I mean, if they're hackers, you know, they, they maybe got somebody's email. Uh, people on the show really carried on with it and had fun with it. Uh, my wife and I were just like, well, I don't know what this is. And we forgot about it until this story happened. The reason I bring this up on the Trump Report, as opposed to the Orange is the New Black <laughs> After Show, is... Um, Hackers are not very smart. So I'm starting to really have trouble with the idea that they hacked into the election. But uh, I've always had a problem with that. Why? Uh, You don't think they did? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I think that, you know, there might have been some uh, irregularities. You just don't understand their motive? No, I just don't think they're good enough at it. I don't think Russians are very good at um, anything, except for you, Vlad. You're my boy. Um, (laughs) Hey, they're good at vodka. I'm trying to get him on the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, we'll do the Putin report. Uh, But, you know, I don't know. It's just that's really what I... I, That's how I tied it in to uh, my my little joke at the beginning, a topic that we do talk about a fair amount. Something that Hillary Clinton was talking about earlier this week, too, is Russian tampering with the election. Um, I think that Hillary Clinton needs to believe that 
she would have become president if the election was on October 27th. Because that's exactly what she said. She said after the WikiLeaks, John Podesta emails, and the uh, Comey comments, that uh, that's really what did her in. But she needs to believe that. Fortunately for Hillary, we'll never know. I'm of the frame of mind that she was not going to win that but at that point either. Because it came down to like less than 100,000 well, votes. Right. Yeah, uh, scattered votes I, here and there. I do think it's possible. I think so too. I don't want to be, you know, it's hard to be, like you said, hypothetical. Yeah. Like the same thing we had last week. Oh, these, you know, 96% of Trump voters would vote for him again right now if the election were yeah. held. Now, and, and it's so hypothetical you wouldn't know, but I would tend to believe that if the election was October 27th or even if it was back in August, uh, she would have won easily. You know, because at the time, she was definitely way, way, way ahead you know of him. But poll, it's still very, it's so hypothetical, you would never know. You and know it's the poll yeah, that I want to think see, about it. Not the poll of Trump supporters. I want the poll of people who didn't vote. Yeah, I do too. I agree with that. Like, who are the people or that people, didn't vote that are now motivated to vote? People and, like somebody we may have talked to right before the show who voted for a third party. Who, you know, not Jill Stein, apparently. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe you weren't part of that conversation. No. Yeah, no. it wasn't Drexel. Don't worry. No. We all love <laughs> Drexel. I think I think Drexel has an "I'm with her" tattoo somewhere on his person, <laughs> so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, anyway, uh, the one thing that she said that I thought was uh, very salient from uh, Mrs. Clinton, which I guess you can still call <laughs> her Secretary Clinton, Clinton uh, that President Trump quote should worry less about the election and my winning the popular vote than doing some other things that would be important for the country. Now, it's not like he talks about it as much as he did, but he does still, it, it comes up. Like, What do you mean? Do you see the NRA talk that he gave the other day was like all about my winning, winning, winning this. Right. Well, that's Handing out electoral college map victory papers to people now. Like, he's still doing that, apparently. Ridiculous. So you're saying he's still hung up on it. But anyway, the point yes. is, is like, you don't hear it. I think I don't hear about it as much. I'm not as much of a Trump fan as you guys. I guess that's what it is. You guys keep better tabs on him. Uh, oh, and by the way, if we could get the chat it up is on the, the Trump screen, report. I, would, I would like to see what, uh, what yeah. people are saying in the chat uh, about all of this. Now, this is not exactly where I thought that we should really lead off, but uh, because I made my little, uh, my little hacker joke, I thought we would start talking about that. The episode is called Civil War. We played Civil War by Guns N' Roses. President Trump said that the Civil War could have been averted if Andrew Jackson were around when the war broke out. And he said that Jackson saw it coming. He talks an awful lot about Andrew Jackson. He talks about, you know, what an important president he was. He goes on and on about well, Andrew Jackson. Well, I'm convinced that he has a still as of yet produced Andrew Jackson musical that's, you know, mm -hmm. pretty much a cheap knockoff of Hamilton and he's just really trying to get it out there in the zeitgeist. What I've heard is that referring to Andrew Jackson is a dog whistle to um Tell me the group that I'm trying to think of right now. That the alt-right? Yeah. Well, Basically, yes. The Klan? White supremacist. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean... That's, so that's why he's mentioning him so much and is acting like such a fan. Is he the guy that we're, uh, is getting replaced on on the, on the money by Harry Tubman, or is that uh, somebody else? No, that's... Yeah, it's $20 bill. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, because I think originally there was talk mm -hmm. they were going to replace Alexander Hamilton on the mm -hmm. 10, and then obviously he's very popular now, <laughs> so you can't replace him. Uh, but anyway, uh, by the way, DVD C78 in the chat, he said that he didn't vote. And look, I do think there were a lot of people that, I, I don't know. Well, DVD 78, I know that there's a little bit of a lag time. Let us know that if you got a chance to do it again, would you still not vote? Uh, he said that Hillary forgot about Middle America. I think that that's uh, very accurate, and we'll talk more about mm -hmm. that. But I wonder now, Middle America, seeing what 
Trump was about to do to health care, I guess what he still foresees. What he wants to do. do. Yeah. This tax plan, which does not help middle America. Mm-hmm. Um, anything, really, that's been done if the non-voters of middle America would be inspired to vote. Either way, I want right. to know. Right, I Who would can too. we get to get mm-hmm. on that poll? Right. Because so I... I'd be? <laughs> it's just it's the funniest polling yeah. company that I could think of. But... I don't know. So we're getting, uh, you know, we hear a lot about alternative facts and fake news. Uh, I guess that President Trump is sort of putting out alternative history. And I don't want to get bogged down in a conversation about the Civil War, but the president did bring it up. When oh. he says things like this about Andrew Jackson, let's discount the idea of the dog whistle just for a moment. Just talking about it sort of at face value. Uh, I'll start with Scott. Your thoughts on, should he just not open his mouth? Oh, good luck with that. Right. That's the only solution we Yeah, I mean, where do we start with that? Because it it was just, it it was absolutely ridiculous. I actually had tweeted back about, you know, maybe we should just put him in a time machine and send him back since he always talks about he's the only one that can fix things. Because that basically makes as much sense as his tweet did about Andrew Jackson. We're going to have to do a segment on the show where you read some of your tweets (laughs) at President Trump. It's not only President Trump. No, it's Kellyanne. It's uh, Paul Ryan. I feel like uh, Bannon's Bannon's not on Twitter, is he? Yeah. Uh, Sean Spicer. Spicer. Of course, Mitch McConnell, because, you know, he he definitely deserves it, too. But... um, it, it's it's ridiculous. He really, you know, it's it, it's going back to. I, I I honestly I'm I don't understand why he even says these things. Where, where besides the dog whistle thing, like what is he what is he hoping to gain from this? What is the what is the point? It was like the Frederick Frederick Douglass comment. Like why even say this stuff? He has no he clue. Know what he's talking about, he has yeah. no clue, and he sounds crazy. I mean, it sounds like like the old man was he like waking up in the middle of the night and Andrew Jackson's ghost is now talking to him and telling him these I things. I mean, don't rule it out. I mean, I, the White I House mean, could be haunted. Well, you know, I was going to say the White House could be haunted, but he barely ever sleeps there. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe Mar-a-Lago is haunted with the ghost. That's of true Andrew because Jackson. Andrew Jackson was down there with the uh, Seminole, uh, you know, Native American wars down there and and went through. Wait, he the... went to Florida State? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, Andrew Jackson, yes. <laughs> See there. And he taught there, and he was hashtag <laughs> alternative history. But yeah, he spent a lot of time in Florida, so he. Uh, DBD78 uh, followed up and said he would not vote. He just lets the cards fall where they may. That's absolutely your okay. right to do that. I, I don't know what state you live in. Like him or not, Trump is getting a lot done already. Interesting. Um, well, I could, yeah, a, we could definitely talk about that put, one He's there. putting his signature on a lot of things. He's mm-hmm. talking about a lot of things. Well, if you count executive orders yes. as running a country, fine. He's written more of those than any other president in this period of time. But not that long ago, Trump was saying that signing executive orders is not presidential. That's not how you run a country. He gave right. Obama endless crap for doing that. And, and they all only only go so far. And a lot of them were just overturning some Obama regulations. It's not like he's actually done much and with those the executive big ones, orders. The courts have struck right. down. Exactly. So. so this is like what – you know how there's people that they're always busy, mm-hmm. but like they're not really accomplishing much? It's just that it's cool to be busy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, anyone You're like, who's hey, ever... how are you? They're oh, like, oh, my so God, busy. there's so much going anyone, on. Yeah. Anyone who's ever been a temp knows right. how you need to kind of perfect that, right. you know, that really looking mm-hmm. so busy, mm-hmm. you know. You just the, papers the, around. The occasional, like, the things. messy desk and the... <sighs> yeah. Whereas you haven't done anything all day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so one of the things he's trying to get done, President Trump, is to get this budget pushed through and... It can very easily be characterized as a victory for Democrats. Mm-hmm. They got $5 billion in new spending, 
and they really kind of leveraged some of the disagreements between the Trump White House, the GOP lawmakers. Uh, unless I'm mistaken, there's no funding for the wall in there. Nope. nope. You're and correct. Mm-hmm. not only is there no funding for the wall, the wall between the U.S. and Mexico, there's no funding for Roger Waters' The Wall, where he plays the Pink Floyd album. No government subsidies no. for that wall. And no walls at all, basically. So it's obviously very exciting. Now... President Trump, he tweeted that the United States needs a good shutdown. He thinks that, you know, okay, this is going to go on for a little while, but this fall, uh, we're, we're going to get a good, sh- uh, good shutdown. Oh, I almost swore again, but that one was <laughs> unintentional. Uh, and, you know, he suggested that this, you know, he might actually reverse some of these Senate rules that require the supermajority to approve most major pieces of legislation. And there, I hear a lot of things about, you know, he wanted to change the libel laws. There's a lot of things that he well, says he wants right. to do. Can but, I, well, I, let's talk about both of those. Yeah. I did want to start yeah. with you, Chelsea. I, I don't, I'm not sure. I feel like he can't change those things. Maybe he can do an executive order. that won't. Let's start first with the supermajority, and then we can talk about the, the libel laws, because that's just an afterthought I brought up. I, I mean, I guess conceivably that's possible for him to get... But wouldn't the Senate well, it, need to do that? I don't well, think no, the it, president can, can do can it. can convince the Senate to do it. What, you mean for libel? No, no, no we're, we'll talk about oh, that in a yeah. second. But the, the supermajority, changing the voting rules. I mean, because the, the voting rules are sort of just in the spirit of the understanding that right. the Senate was supposed to be about a supermajority. It was not supposed right. to be such a close call. But... Right, so you, had to com- so you had to compromise, and, 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 and the Senate was the deliberative, you know, thinking kind of house the, the, of, the, of the two, and then the House was just more of the majority rules, a little more, you know, partier is what I could call it, more ruckus. And the Senate was like, okay, we're going to take our time and think about it and get consensus and get that bipartisan support, and that's what it was, and that's why it always did take a long time to get things passed, because you had to have compromise and you had to get both sides to agree to things and like you said now they're trying to do away with that like they did with supreme court justices and other things so they are trying to whittle away but you know right now they can't do a budget or anything else without democratic support so uh let's talk about president trump's ability to change the libel laws so that he can basically sue no no abilities because the libel laws are not federal they are all by state and he is not the president of each of the states. He is the president. But I mean, he's the president of, of all the states. So doesn't that mean not, that he could he could? No, it's constitutional. You'd have he, to do a. You'd have to get. You know, you'd have to go through the whole process of it passing the House, the Senate, and three fourths of the there, states to the, change anything. In the constitutional. Supreme Court, the big libel uh, case is New York versus New York Times versus Sullivan, and that one mm-hmm. came out in like 1964. So. It, if it's been law for that long, it's unlikely to change. I mean, barring something you massively could, You could important. say that about Roe versus Wade. It's been law so long, it's unlikely to change. But uh, there are obviously a Libel lot of... laws are much less controversial than abortion. Yeah, it right. seems to be but, that he would probably be the only one talking... I mean, maybe the Kardashians. But the funny thing but is... there's not that many people that talking about this. if he did that, right. he would open himself exactly. up to Exactly. I was going to say, it actually, it's worse for him to do that. Think because, of all the people that yes. he's called losers. I mean, you just it's, prove you're not a loser, and all right the, there you can sue him. All those news Well, news but that's opinion, because that's, so that's not right. Okay, so that's libel. not libel. But President Obama wiretapped right. me? That's now a statement of fact, yes, not an opinion. exactly. Now, perhaps, that can go through. And actually, as of right now, could be a viable case for defamation right now. To, against mm-hmm. President Obama. Mm-hmm. President Obama could make a claim against Trump. For that statement. I feel like he's having too much fun. He's to not about going to. Like but yeah. if but we just could. look at the letter of the law. Right. If you yeah. really wanted to. Yeah. Um, 
You know, and that is the thing. It would actually work against Trump, which I think is funny. Uh, and, and all those news organizations that claim to be giving factual news that are actually fake news that would be that would, would also be, really be up for issues as well. So, yeah. Uh, in the but chat, it won't happen. Hugh Hoyland says, "Talk about Mexico's immigration policies." Can't say that I'm well versed in it, but what I do know is that it's very tough to get from Guatemala into Mexico and Mexico's yeah. southern border. Mm-hmm. So they really defend that border. Their northern border, well, I guess because we're not really heading in there, they don't they don't seem to care as much right. about it. Uh, I'm not saying that there needs to be a wall, but you know, just the existing protocols in place could probably. Well, I mean, be look, everyone has a right. Like, a country has a right to defend and and set up its immigration, and and that's true. But but setting up this wall is a complete an utter waste of money and that's not how you solve the problem and 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 i think one of the reasons why it's a waste is actually because of something that trump correctly cited i think in when was it was it his nra speech i can't remember but he said that immigration from mexico has gone down 73 percent and I that, believe I've heard that statement, not not in that speech, but I've heard you know that fact that he said that. Yeah, that that number is accurate. What's what it leaves out is the fact that that was a trend anyway. That was going on. That was right. happening in the last I don't know how many years. Years that, since like two thousand eight. Really, you can go net, back. That the net uh, immigration has been a loss. So reduced. So we we didn't even before Trump, before anybody knew his name as a presidential contender. So he can't really claim responsibility for that. Of course, we know that he will and he does, but he is not responsible for that. And so now that it is so low, is this really worth $20 billion? I can't imagine anybody that will say that it is. Well, that's why people in his own party are not backing up, supporting the budget of this wall. But he's trying to drum up support by having this voice hotline. Okay, but obviously Mexico's going to pay for it, so why are we so worried? Why are we even talking about what the price tag is? He's going to get them to pay for it. You're going to get us tagged as fake news because of the comments like that. I'm I'm just... uh, DVD 78, Uh fake news is MSNBC confirmed. I'm not quite sure what he meant by that. Uh, Can we scroll back up in the chat? There was something that I meant to write down, but I didn't bring a pen, and uh, that therefore I'm an idiot. Uh, we're still building the wall. And now Mexico, a little bit higher up. Uh, uh, keep going. Sorry, this is this is bad broadcasting. But there's something <laughs> that I liked there. Uh, that's all right. I, I I wish I could find it, but uh, less healthcare uh, and contraception. Oh, Lady Goth says, "Man, we're all gonna die." Man. But I don't think that was it. <laughs> but uh, Trump is temp in chief. That's what it was. Our Scott Brown. Who yeah. I'm like, wait, is that former Senator Scott Brown? That's why I wish I had my pen, because I wanted to say that. That he's temp-in-chief, looking yes. very busy. But, yes, uh, he is. I, you know, I'll be, I guess every president is a temp-in-chief. You know, well, they are. are pretty, yeah. Some are there longer than others, too. Then. <laughs> Except for FDR, everybody was a temp-in-chief. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, I don't know. I mean, I think that Trump is realizing that you actually have to compromise if you want to do things. And he figures he'll placate the base by saying, like, we're going to, you know what, maybe we'll have a shutdown in the fall. But, you know, nobody wants a shutdown in the summer, you know, because it's obviously a not. Shutdown no one wants a shutdown, period. Yeah. It is, just like it did last time. And it's, right. it, it's, it's ridiculous to even have that discussion. It doesn't do anything positive for anyone on, on either side. So for him to even suggest that again is, is idiotic and naive. Um, which, again, he's learning the hard way, but he's learning. You know, he's learning that what he says isn't actually reality and the things that he promised which we talked about last fall is like you know his supporters are gonna be disappointed because there's not gonna be a wall you know they're gonna be disappointed because he's not gonna bring back these manufacturing jobs um he's not gonna be able to bring back health care and what he said he was gonna do i mean it's all not gonna happen and um 
you know, it's 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 silly that he continues to try to, to to blame Democrats like he does on Twitter and blame other people when it has absolutely nothing to do with them. It's on him and, and the Republican Party now because they are in control. Also Schwarzenegger. It's Schwarzenegger's right. fault. <laughs> well, of course. Apparent. Uh, well, let's move it over to uh, health care. Uh, President Trump says he thinks it's time for another vote on health care. Paul Ryan disagrees because he knows that they don't have the mm-hmm. 216 votes that they need to get it passed. Nope. They're not too far off, but there's a good, I think what I was reading earlier today, it's about 20 that are undecided and, you know, not undecided in the way of convince me to vote for right. it. That, uh it seems like it's not going to happen, and I mean, what are they going to do? You know, basically, like pull it off the floor again if mm-hmm. it becomes apparent. So I feel like the vote is not forthcoming, but President no. Trump gets to say that, and then it's Paul Ryan's problem. Right? Uh, do you think, Chelsea, that we will see another health care vote anytime? Let's let's say before the government shutdown in the fall. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, no. especially when you think about it. So it's May now. Right. Uh, happy May Day, comrades, and it, it's May now. And so it's almost the summer. And look, Congress doesn't work a lot during the rest of the year, but they really don't work during the summer. So, you know, nobody's looking to try and, you know, do anything that's going to require even minimal effort at this point, I think. So, Scott, do you think that we'll no. see anything? Well, and, and then you, know, you get closer and closer to the midterms. Now, one thing they, they could try to do is if they feel like they could make it happen at the beginning of next year, because they're also going to run into it just being too late because people have to sign up for... Uh, Obamacare next year, and and that's going to happen in the fall, and so they're not they're going to kind of lose that that time frame too. So, one hand, I've heard you know they may try to push something through early next year because then by the time it goes into effect, it's after the midterm election, right? So anything that's horrible, negative would be after the fact, and hopefully they would be voted back in ostensibly. But um, I I think if they don't get anything done by the fall, it's not going to happen until after if, the midterms because they're not going to want to. They have hated this law right. since 2008. It has been it's nine been a... years, and you couldn't think of anything that would satisfy your well, party. That's the problem. Well, here's the problem. The thing is, is that Obamacare did come from a conservative, th- and that's the biggest problem. They only hate it because it was done by him. And not than anything else. This was based on Romney Care in Massachusetts from the Heritage Foundation. It was a conservative approach. It was not even democratic. And that's why they have no other alternative that's going to be able to help. And the problem was when they were a party of no through all those years, they did not come up with another plan because they didn't think they were going to be back in power. It was easier just to say no and have their little ceremonial no votes every time to bring it back to Obama's desk for him to veto. Um, but they have no other plan. And then the other problem was they're trying to shove something through at the beginning of the year without really thinking it out. Instead of, like, let's take our time to really come up with an alternative that's going to be successful, they want to cram something through, and and, and they have too many factions right but now, so it's not going to work. Difference. I mean, the, the right. thing is, is that Trump painted himself into a corner by saying repeal and replace 20 right. million times. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. If he had said that we're just going to improve health care right. for Americans, he'd have greater options. He would, and improve what... Obamacare was lacking and we all know there were issues with Obamacare but instead of them coming through and saying let's improve it you're right they want to do this the, whole repeal thing and start from is, scratch. The problem is that if he does anything he's mm-hmm. going to have to fight with the insurance companies and I don't think Trump has Mm-mm. that in him. And we can see he's not a good negotiator that again another lie of his he's a terrible negotiator because he can't even people from his own party to come together on things so let alone can you get people from the other side to come together. Don't people realize he wrote a book called The Art of the Deal? <laughs> he clearly knows what he's doing. Of you course. should just go along with him. Uh, yeah, I, I have to agree that I don't think we're going to see it, especially because in their mind, once you get past the summer, right. 
September's the end of the year in their mind because again you know, they well, barely work in December either, and then it's like we really got to focus on the midterms. Right, and, and so and, nobody and, wants to have this vote anywhere near the midterm. And elections. they really can't anyways because again, when people have to sign up for policies again for Obamacare, they're not going to be able to do something and then have it go into effect that quickly to yeah. turn that around. So they're already uh, missing that window. You know what they could do is continue to starve Obamacare funds. Which make it weaker and weaker, but that's them not standing do, up to doing the laws of what they should be doing. Do you guys have Obamacare cover California? Or do you have? I have. Care? I, I have. I, I I'm not at the moment, but I have and in the past. I, I just found out that a little bit of my subsidy went away, so it's gonna. Oh. It's like another hundred dollars a month all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So Ouch. I think that's exactly what's happening there. Oh yeah, they're that, trying to take it away to make it less popular to now you know to starve it, so now people will be like, oh, let's do something else. Yeah, which is horrible. I I, I get the politics side of it, but you're affecting people's lives. And why you would be not doing what the law intended and work on fixing it is is what's really just incredibly. Uh, they should just replace it. it with Cobra, and then everybody has to spend six thousand oh, dollars a month on their insurance, and then nobody's happy, and everybody goes bankrupt. I, and like you were saying, Chelsea, about you know having access—that's the the language they're using. You know, they're they're talking about having states be able to pick and choose the you know what policies they want to enforce, and they're saying well, everyone will have access, and people you know with pre-existing conditions, but it would be up to the states to decide that, and. You know, that sets some people up in a very dangerous situation that pre-existing conditions to not be covered. So, And now, who knew that Jimmy Kimmel was going to be the poster boy right. for defending pre-existing conditions? Yes, although I did see a very funny tweet from a conservative friend who said, listen, if we're going to have policy dictated by anyone from the man show, it should be Adam Carolla. Just thought it was very funny. <laughs> uh, but to his point, <laughs> he has obviously, if anybody's seen the video which i think most people have at this point or if you're even remotely interested take a look for it and yeah he uh, is able to really speak with experience and i think that's what helps is when somebody that people identify with is like well here let me tell you my story and you know for all the times the politicians you know they oh look there's somebody seated, sitting at the the state of the union address let's have them stand up and i'll tell their story that's not as effective as like oh that guy whose show i watch he's pretty funny and like oh wow that's important to him let me think about it. Uh, I think that means a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. DVD78 said a little bit earlier in the chat, is this an anti-Trump show? DVD78, you've seen this show many times. <laughs> and I think that the approach is to be a uh, somewhat unbiased approach to it, but uh, it's, he makes it very difficult. But I will tell you, all I hear is pick, pick, pick. He's the president, you know? And there's a lot to pick at. Right, but a lot to be critical of. Easy. But here's uh, what yeah. I will tell you, DVD78 and everyone else. And uh, I don't see Storage Yard Resident. I'm worried about yeah. him. If he's not in the chat, I, I hope he's okay. Uh, let us know if you're all right. But uh, something that I wanted to talk about was, a, and it was an opinion piece for the Washington Post, but it was in the Washington Post. And it said that the first 100 days were a disaster for Democrats. Because what they haven't addressed in all of these months, you know, I I say this most weeks, that you still have Hillary Clinton talking about Russia and the election being stolen away from her. But what they're not addressing is the people who did rightfully vote against her. And there is actually a decent percentage of people who voted for Obama twice and were like, no, I'm voting for Trump because Mm -hmm. this is what I feel like is important. And they're not really doing any kind of outreach to those people. And uh, that could be hard to believe in Los Angeles that these you people know, exist. Uh, the one, uh, let me give one, one number and then I'll let you speak. Uh, according to a Washington Post ABC News poll, so this, it's, you know, it's not like it's Fox News National Review, it's Washington Post ABC, uh, 2% of Americans who voted for Trump regret their votes, while 96% say it was the right thing to do. Uh, Democrats really haven't made inroads with those people. Uh, but what were you going to say about this, Chelsea? I uh, I was 
excited actually to see this article when you mm-hmm. posted that we were yeah. going to be covering it. I thought, oh, this is going to be you know something good that I haven't thought. I for some reason I wasn't moved by the argument that Democrats have just become the party of no. That we that the resistance is just all about being anti-Trump itself. The problem is is that people hate what he stands for and the le- legislation that he's trying to push. So that's why there's a massive resistance to sure. him. Not but when because you say just, people, who are the people you're talking about well, that hate look, his legislation? But look at let's look at the health care. Both sides yeah. hated it. That's true. Right. So uh, for some reason, I just, you know, and I also looked at, at the author's bio, and right, he is a George W. Mm-hmm. Bush speechwriter, so he sees the world a little differently right. he than I do. He was in that world uh, very far. Exactly. He's a speechwriter and, and, and from that. So I, I But just, I, I think I, that there, there, there's some, you know, you can disagree with some of the numbers thrown around, but the idea that Democrats aren't doing enough. And, well, you know, we're talking about we're well, practically in I, the mindset of the midterm elections the around Democrats the corner. Democrats are supposed to destroy the Republicans. The Republicans are doing what they're doing. And, so you think just taking but, a bet no, just was, kind of putting I, your feet up actually, and let them But I would implode. twist that around, though, in the fact that he hasn't gained anybody. And the the thing was, he only won with 46 percent or a little less of of the actual people that were voting right um so he didn't win by a majority by any stretch so him losing two percent doesn't really mean if you twist it around doesn't mean that that it's a, a loss for democrats because he didn't really win by a clear majority anyways and he lost the popular vote by millions so all it takes is a little stretch for people to go out and vote and you know i think a lot of people like you were saying chelsea that were incredibly passionate that were either on the progressive side that didn't feel the motivation to vote because they had eight years of President Obama and they were happy and content and they weren't hugely excited about Hillary Clinton and they didn't think she was going to lose. So they sat out because they thought there's no way Donald Trump was going to win. So though, I think there was quite a large percentage of people that sat out that didn't feel the motivation to vote. So I don't take it from his article as being a, a positive at all for Republicans because he's already lost 2% and he already had less than the majority to begin with, and he has not gained any voters. So it's the opposite, where he has not gained anyone to his side or any he's of He's not these... losing anybody, but well, he's no, not he's bringing lost, anyone Well, he's else. lost 2%, so already okay. that's a big difference when you're talking about winning by such a narrow electoral college victory because all you need to do is shave off a little bit here and there. And you get these people to come out that are now passionate, and you see, like... The special elections right now in Georgia, you know, the June 20th uh, runoff with uh, John Ossoff and Karen Handel. And you see he's ahead by one percentage point in a very Republican district. And you see the sort of trends that are happening in Kansas with the special election to fill Mike Pompeo's seat. You know, 7 percent difference compared to over 25 percent for him at the election. So you see that there is definitely – so I take it as the complete opposite of of what he's saying. And I think as we lead up to 2018, what's going to be the standard even more than – because we do have a lot of Senate seats that we have to defend as as progressives, as Democrats. But, you know, you have a lot of governor's races. You have 39 states that are going to have gubernatorial races. And that's, to me, what's going to be the future of where the Democratic Party is going to be is in those type of races and some of those – state races more than the national federal races because we have gerrymandering so a lot of the congressional seats are not going to be competitive we have to defend way more uh, senate seats so it's really going to come down to gubernatorial and local and state elections and, and i see a lot of uh differences than he does apparently and uh i think his article was so over the top <laughs> but scott how do you attest for the fact that president trump had the largest inauguration day crowd well, of in the history of the republic <laughs> i mean i don't know how to 
Uh, and the biggest uh, electoral victory he kept tweeting about all the time, which again was except not for, true. I think he won for all the electoral right, victories. Forty six like, out of fifty eighth. Yeah. Uh, out talking of about during the voting. NRA talk that he gave right. the other day. Yeah, it was giving. They out. didn't think we had a path to two seventy, yeah. and they were right. You know why? Because we went to three oh six. Yeah, well, actually three oh four. Because he didn't get to. Oh, that's, that's right. It did. It did end up being three hundred four. Uh, so I mean, uh, she actually lost more too. So she Chelsea, do you think you sort of alluded to this? And I just want to circle back to it. Do you think that Democrats, the best approach, at least right now, is just kind of let Republicans do their thing? They're going to be their own kind of worst, worst PR. Yeah, I think that the focus of the Democrats should not be on bashing Trump and the Republicans. They're going to. Yeah, I mean that's what dig Hollywood's themselves for. a bigger disaster than than Democrats could ever hope. What the Democrats should focus on is honing in their message, mm-hmm. is in unifying, as the Tom Perez-Bernie Sanders unifying tour was supposed to do, but I don't think it really... Uh, I don't think did that so well, and I'm judging that based on the uh, interview that Chris Hayes did with both Tom Perez mm-hmm. and Bernie. You can see very distinctly that they are in different places. The Democrats need to focus on not ruining themselves the way that there are factions in the Republican right, Party, right. like the uh, Freedom Caucus and and the Ryan, Paul Ryan people. So Democrats have enough to do in-house, much more effective, I think, in cleaning up house and cleaning up message and honing in on a strong, solid message than beating up Trump. Right, and that is guys. the one thing I will agree with his article was the fact that we don't have a, have a message and the problem was only 28% of Americans felt the Democratic Party was of the people. And that goes back to what you're saying, Chelsea. We do have to find a message. We have to go back to our roots and we do have to work on that and that is an issue. And, and um, you know, even uh, uh, like 30, 40% of Democrats had that feeling too. So we do do have that issue to work on and that is key to work on that but not to sit there and bash trump all the time because he has his own issues and and the thing is it is kind of laughable going back to the article time about democrats being the party of no and that's the republicans made that into an art form during the obama years so kind of funny and hypocritical to i mean that's throw that what back they've around. been really good at doing is yeah. hijacking these and, terms and, and then throwing it them. back on yeah. other people when they themselves did it forever and Part of my reason I love to troll Mitch McConnell because uh, he loves to do that. <laughs> before before we run out of time, there's something uh, you know that might seem unusual that I do want to talk about, but I do want to talk about France for a moment because they are having their vote on Sunday, and uh, so we'll talk more about this next week as to you know mm-hmm. depending on the result, the indication could actually say a lot. There seems to be a, a kind of an overall certainty that there's no way the far right candidate Marine Le Pen can win. That's you know that's going to be the actual decisive election because this is a, a runoff, mm-hmm. and anyone who thinks that there's there's no way it doesn't make any sense, I say see two things: Trump, Donald J, and exit comma bruh. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the opposition, Emmanuel Macron, Macaroon, he's a uh, former <laughs> socialist from uh, Francois Hollande's staff at one point. This is not the time to be a socialist. I feel like you know recent history tells me that uh, oh she's going to win. And uh, maybe not big, but uh, in the way that even a narrow margin will feel like a huge margin because people just, you know, nobody thought Brexit was going to happen. And in fact, after that, I'm like, oh, man, well, they are screwed. But, I mean, it's not like Trump. That's not going to happen. How could that possibly happen? Everyone's telling me it's not going to happen. And it's like, you know, you just want to be the one person, I think. If you're any kind of commentator or opinion, you know, columnist or something in France, you should be the one big, like, oh, no, it's happening, you know, because then you're going to look really smart on Monday. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, if you're wrong, you're like, oh yeah, everybody else was right. That's fine. Right. You just go back in with the herd. Mm-hmm. But uh, go back in with the herd. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, and obviously the ins and outs of of France's uh, electoral system and the way their countries run is a lot different. But uh, Chelsea, do you hear this and hear? Does it sound at all familiar to you that there's no way that this far right candidate can win in a country like France? I mean, yeah, it's painfully like ooh, don't it's say like deja that. vu kind yeah. of feeling again. It's yeah. like it's like France took a TV show yeah. that everybody hates yeah. but is on here, and they're like, oh, we're going to remake that. We're going to put our spin on it, you know, or or even a moderately successful. You know, basically, they're taking The Apprentice and they're going to uh, do that in France. <laughs> the French version. The French version. Of the, you're going to get the French version of The Apprentice. I mean, right? it's interesting because if you look at it on face value, both of these candidates candidates are sort of like the Donald Trump and the Bernie Sanders because they are not the mainstream political yeah. parties of France on either side. So it's interesting that that's really never happened in French history. So and, it's already unique. And there's a demand for some kind of right. outsider for yes, sure. Yes, because yeah. Hollande, had, Hollande had terrible approval ratings. I think he was down to like single digits at one Four. point. Yeah, so I mean it, it is atrocious. However, the only difference, and again it depends, we can always go back and say, well, how, can, how much can we trust polls, right? But if you're really looking at the big picture, Macron has a much wider lead than Hillary Clinton ever did. So it would be a much bigger downfall for these polls to be wrong if he was to lose. So I'm still under under the impression that he will win. I think it'll be narrower, narrower than 20 percent because right now it's like 60, 40. Um, I do think it'll be closer, but I'm going to go on the line now and say that I do not think she will win when it's all said and done. But I do think it'll be a lot closer than we even think it is. Well, it'll be interesting to yeah. see. You and, know, I, and I also hope not. <laughs> no, no. And, 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 I think it'll, it'll also upheaval with the EU and other yeah, things that are If she doesn't win, thing. I think that says a lot for... I think if she does win, then that is does not bode well for no. the EU, which you know no. hasn't had a great year, you know, no. the, the, the last 12 months for the EU. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about, since we have a, a few more minutes, they had the White House Correspondents Dinner over the weekend. And mm-hmm. uh, the real one had uh, Hassan Minaj from The Daily Show. I, I I don't watch the Daily Show with the new guy. Uh, his either, accent weirds me out. I just I just can't. Aww. I had no idea no, who this I guy. I watch is. it, but not he's, regularly. Well, he's also not to. funny. So what? Trevor Noah, no. I yeah, think yeah. so. Well, you know, different strokes yeah. for different mm-hmm. folks. But his accent really bothers me. That oh. South African accent, it, it hurts. But uh, you know, I, I read some of the jokes. I saw some clips. You know, that I, it was actually it was actually it. fairly funny. I actually watched fairly it. I'm such I'm such a nerd. I watched C-SPAN and I was watching it on Saturday night. I usually do, but there was no excitement about it this year because it was somebody no, that no, I no. had to look up who they were when I heard that they were doing it. But he was the and, only one I watched. I didn't yeah. watch the whole other thing because it well, got then, a little And boring. then there was the other one that Samantha B did, which I watched uh, part that, of that one was too. a little bit more star-studded. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I think that that says a lot about the the you know, the media right now is that they're just like, all right, well, the president is going to come. By the way, the best White House Correspondents Dinner ever was the one in 2011. 11. Donald Trump was mm-hmm. there. Right. Seth Meyers did that, and President Obama crushed. He did. That was a great set. I was on the radio at that point, yeah. uh, co-hosting with Dennis Miller, you know, fairly conservative on a lot of things, not a fan of Obama. That next morning, he's like, man, he he was like a pro. He was so funny. And then yeah. we find out while he's doing that, there's the operation to kill President <laughs> president to kill osama bin laden he was president of something osama yeah. bin laden uh, at this like at that uh, at moment, that moment like, at the dinner it's going on yes. and he's like oh, i'm gonna just go tell yeah. some stuff. Mm-hmm. so yeah and just you know trump was just really torn into him that so obviously he's never gonna go again well that's what they basically said made him kind of think about running for president was after that night of being so humiliated that he decided he was gonna come back and and run and when he realized he couldn't do it in 2012 it was still in the back of his mind to get that revenge in 2016. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, he's he's 
always said he's going to kind of shake up the rules there, and he's the first president in years to not go. The last one that didn't go was Ronald Reagan because he was recovering from assassination attempt. Back in 1981. It's a pretty so, lousy excuse. I know, right? So that's Did the Alexander Haig go in his place? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Alexander Haig So that's the last place. time that uh, a, pre- a sitting president has not been. So, you know, it, 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 again, it, it shows that he's so thin-skinned that he can't even handle being poked fun at. Because I think it would have been great for him to go and have his own jokes. I know he doesn't have a sense of humor at all. But, you know, someone write, writes the jokes. He shows up. He kind of has that little. He doesn't have a sense with... of humor about himself, but I, I no. mean, just over the years, he's been able to deliver jokes. You know, uh, I mean, if they're mean and and you know that kind of thing, sure. But he has no sense of humor. Well, I, I asked this question specifically for Chelsea. I know you'll appreciate this. So he didn't go. He's the first president to not mm-hmm. go since Reagan. Do you think that next year's White House Correspondents Dinner? Do you think President Pence will go? <laughs> You don't only, have to answer only that. If, only if mother is there because you can't go alone. Well, so that was mother one of the, that has was, to be there. That was one of the one yeah. of the great jokes that yeah. uh, Hassan Minaj had was yeah. that Pence wasn't there because one of the women in the room was ovulating. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. It was actually yeah. Really funny. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing was very funny. Yeah. I don't know what show there's, you were watching. What, you know, okay, I, don't, I think even the best ones, there's always a few moments that don't go over in the room and then on paper they probably were funny. But, we, you know, like when, I you know, when Wolf Blitzer up. gets upset Set, everybody else is like, oh. Uh, oh yeah. But uh, I look, I, I I think it was funny. Yeah. I just uh, think it was, you know, not my favorite. What? Why? Uh, well, because that Seth Meyers one was the best. I mean, oh, and got I, it. Yeah, that one I, I think was uh, very good. But anyway, I don't know if anybody watched it. The nerd uh, prom. It tra- yeah, the uh, there's Storage Yard Resident. Whew, I was worried. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. Well, here's what he did, though. You know, he our didn't... life, our world is is well. Yeah. Together. I worry about oh, everything's that. okay again. So yeah, and you know, DVD seventy eight is absolutely right. He became the president who's laughing now, and he didn't need to go to uh, an event where people are gonna make fun of him. He had his own event. He went to Pennsylvania with his people. You know, his his core demo, as it and were, and gave an incredibly divisive speech. One of the most uh, divisive that in recent memory, even for him. Yeah. Um, and that that's again part of the issue is that he's not one to help divide or to unite the country like he kept claiming um he's dividing and continuing this these campaign rallies because he needs the the love and the adoration and everything else he can't go and and poke fun at people and let people poke fun of him which shows you know again his character but let's go out and be around people that are going to give him shower like a like a dictator and let's divide the country so yeah if you think that was good then well, I think he did because people applauded a lot. I don't even think he really thinks about well, it his, beyond that. Right. No, because it's those people. Of course, yeah. you're going to be a hardcore fan that's going to go to that type of rally. And um, Well, our last thing to talk about uh, this week, is, as always, the time flies by. But, you know, the idea that President Trump did well in Pennsylvania, it, there's there's little rumblings about Joe Biden might run for president mm. in 2020. And I, I have a friend who said that, uh, well, he definitely would have won Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. I think Pennsylvania is probably more his kind of Well, yeah, he's from there, people. and that's his, right. that is his background. That's who he is. So I think that that's very true, and right. I do think he would have uh, campaigned better. But no, I do think that people that like Biden kind of sort of forget that to a lot of people, 
he's basically, you know, Dan Quayle with hair plugs. I mean, he was the butt <laughs> well, of a lot of jokes, just right. a lot of like, this is a big effing deal. He's sort of the Donald yeah. Trump of the Democratic Party yeah. because he says a lot of things and that you're I, like, whoa. I think he, you know, I mean, he still says he's not going to run in 2020. Uh, but then when you hear Terry McAuliffe's going to run, then everybody's like, oh, Joe, I'm pretty sure you need to run. But don't forget, Oprah's going to run. Right. Okay. But look, I don't think e- I, I don't think either one of them are going to run. First of all, Joe Biden would be 78 by the time yeah. he's running, which means he's going to be close to 80. I mean, we, we're but just that, getting to the point. is that Trump will be? No, he's no, actually he, older Trump than Trump. Trump is 70 this year. Yes, he's actually so like two and a half, three years older than For re-election, he'll be 73, 74. Right. So, yeah. yes, Trump is the oldest now, surpassing Reagan by a couple months, but... We're just getting kind of ridiculous here because now we're going to have like ninety-year-olds now running for president. There is a point where this is a, a, a not you know being ageist or anything, but it is a very difficult, it's a very stressful job. job. And now we just keep Even getting Trump older and older and older. It's um, a lot more work than he thought it would be. And yeah. for the Democrats, we need to look for new people. Anyways, we're not retreading like the old. Oprah. And Terry McAuliffe <laughs> is too much of a, a, a insider from the Clinton years. Again, we need to clean house. You gotta have no more Clintons. You know, he I was mean, there, the Clinton op for all those years, and you know, Virginia governor, you can only be governor one term. You can't do back to back. So he'll already be out of the governor's office after this year. So he's already going to be way out of office. So there, he doesn't even have anything I, that he can run on at that I, point. Anyways, I think that people who like him, you know, because they think he's kind of funny, he's charming, and and all of that, you know, he's a career politician. Of course well, he's and I think people things. are always drawn to the Southern Democrat. You know, and yeah. Virginia is the new kind of blue state that's now a hardcore blue state that's in the South, and you've had Democratic governors succeeding each other one after the other since before Tim Kaine. You had Mark Warner, then Tim Kaine. You know, then you had the break with Bob McConnell, and that didn't go well. And then you have Terry <laughs> McAuliffe, uh, and you see that they have a lot of Democratic. Uh, you know, p- the party's doing well there, and that's sort of the new South, and it's slowly spreading down to North Carolina, and then Georgia, and as we see with the John Ossoffs and, and the closeness that we're getting in Georgia, and so people are enticed by the Southern Democrat. Um, that is enticing to to people, but I just don't think he's the right person for that. So Chelsea, if Oprah announces tomorrow she's not running, she's definitely not running. Would you want Joe Biden to run for president at the age of seventy-eight? No, and Mm-mm. not because of the age, and not even the age either. I, I feel like it's I just don't think he he has the ability to win. I think he realized that a couple years ago when he decided that he wasn't going to run for president. I mm-hmm. think he, you know, I'm sure he had people look at it, but he just realized it was like, yeah, it's not, it's not going to happen. So. Uh, but we'll no, see. Everybody no. let us know. You can tweet us and our other 109 followers that's at right. Trump Report ABTV. But that's why uh, I think 2018 is going to be important. Get yes, some new governors absolutely. lots of I, and lo- I, new I state level that. positions that are going to help. But uh, thanks to everybody for uh, joining us in the chat. But of course, uh, thanks to Scott Moore at SMAN80. Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. And really, we're at Trump Report ABTV. Everybody's following us now. It's definitely the cool thing to do. Anyway, thanks so much, everybody. And we will see you next Tuesday at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. Thanks, everyone. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.